You're listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Catherine Davis, and we have a very special guest joining us today, and that is Moitifa Angaza. Moitifa Angaza is an author, journalist, editor, film producer, arts reviewer, short story writer, and publicity and public relations writer. She currently writes news and future articles and feature articles for a black Brooklyn weekly. Her book, Kwanzaa, From Holiday to Everyday, rose to number one on the holiday books page at Amazon.com in 2007. It was reissued with some updates in September of 2019. 
a recipient of the Phenomenal Women in Media Award, Ms. Angaza worked as a reporter and later executive editor at the City Sun newspaper. She was managing editor of African Voices magazine and editor at the Daily Challenge and has published in Essence magazine, Ebony magazine, the Amsterdam News, Our Times Press, and other publications. Her feature article on Maya Angelou is still required reading on campuses, and she's interviewed several people she admits, including Stevie Wonder, Bill Withers, Toshi Reagan, Gil Scott Heron, Lois Milu Jones, and Al Jarreau, and Marilyn Nance. Ms. Angaza is co-producer of the documentary For Our Heads About Our Hair, In Our Heads About Our Hair, which screened at festivals and universities across the nation. She also served as a former coordinator of the Real Sisters of the Diaspora Film Festival, showcasing black, Latina, and Asian filmmakers from around the world. She was born in Brooklyn, New York, where she lives with her family. And I say welcome to you to Heart of Mind and WBAI. Uh, thank you so much, Sister Kathy. I'm a fan of your show. I've been listening for a long time. And you really do a wonderful spiritual and health and otherwise type services for the community. Well, thank you very much. And clearly you have been doing this all of your professional career, serving the community, enlightening us about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, and how we can blossom into the best of what we can be. And that's what we want to talk about today. I'm really interested in learning about your book on Kwanzaa, From Holiday mm -hmm. to Every Day. We're in the middle of Kwanzaa right now, and I think that this principle is something that could do so much good within the black community, and all communities, actually. It comes from a deep wisdom that we can engage in on an everyday basis. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if you want to start with this conversation with today, since um, I believe today is Ujama, you said, Cooperative Economics. Yes, I would definitely like to talk, start with that. But uh, first, right before that, I'd just like to read the definition of the seven principles for people who are unfamiliar. Is that okay? Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Okay. All right. So uh, Kwanzaa is based on several seven principles, and it's based on the doctrine of Kawaita by Dr. Maulana Karenga. So it's celebrated for seven days from December 26th to January 1st, and each of these days is named after one of the seven principles of Kwanzaa, and that's what we focus on. So the first day is Umoja, which is unity, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Second day is Kuji Jakalia, self-determination, to define ourselves, name ourselves, create for ourselves, and speak for ourselves. The third day is Ujima, collective work and responsibility, to build and maintain our community together 
and to make our brothers and sisters' problems our problems and to solve them together. The fourth day, which is today, is Ujamaa Cooperative Economics, to build and maintain our own shops, stores, and other businesses and to profit from them together. Fifth day is Nia, which is purpose, to make as our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. The sixth day, which is creativity, is Kuumba. Kuumba is to always do as much as we can in the way we can in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than when we inherited it. And the final day, Imani, which is faith, day number seven, to believe with all our hearts and our people, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Okay, so those are the seven principles of Kwanzaa. Oh, that's beautiful. And, yeah. Oh, thank you, sis. <laughs> so um, you said you wanted me to talk about um, what next would that be, Ujima, or you wanted me to go into the the year-round practices are about? Well, I think I'm wanting to follow your lead because I want you to be able to speak to people about how important these principles are mm-hmm. and um, how we can incorporate them and allow them to be more than just a yearly holiday and how they might begin to integrate all of this into their daily lives and spiritual practices and business mm-hmm. practices, I guess. So um, start where you will. Okay, sure. Okay, so um, the name of the book uh, of my book is Kwanzaa from Holiday to Every Day, and it's a subtitle of The Complete Guide for Making Kwanzaa a Part of Your Life. And the reason that I wrote this is actually I did not publish the book. I'm the author of the book. It was um, published by Kensington Books, and underneath there uh, labeled Zafina, which is a book for African-American, um, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so in any event, I was I was approached by an agent that I know, Marie Brown, who's a really wonderful, very well-known black agent in the community. And she said, well, Kensington Books wants to do a book on Kwanzaa, and I thought about you because your family celebrated so many years. This was back in 2007. And she said, so just give me an idea. We need to do a picture on what you would like to do. I thought about doing it, and I said, well, there are a lot of Kwanzaa books. Well, what can I do or can I say that might be, you know, a little different and impactful in a different way than from what's already out there? And I said, I've always thought that as important and as impactful as Kwanzaa and these seven principles can be, it should not just be focused on for seven days out of 365, you know? So... uh, and see, when I put the proposal out, I said, that's what I want my book to be about. Basically, so the, the book is full of, from beginning to end, this is how you do Kwanzaa, this is what you put on the table, this is where you get the stuff, this is some songs, these are some recipes, this is where it's celebrated in different states in the United States and outside in other countries. So all of that is there, but also what's there is um, ideas. So if I want to celebrate Umoja, you know, more than just, for this one day or these seven principles more for this one week, how can I do it with my family, with my friends, with my customers, with my, you know, students, that type of thing. So I have um, ideas that people can think about, and I also have examples of folks who have been doing that over the years. So the first book came out in uh, 2007, and it was updated, um, partially updated and reprinted in 2019. 
So some of the, um, but the examples I have of people who are living these seven principles that that remains, the things that they've been doing is something that, you know, can be done anytime by anyone and would be valuable. So anyway, starting with Umoja, I said unity to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. So to have um, a daily or year-round commitment to unity, the first thing to do is to start, I think, with ourselves. You know, which we kind of sometimes forget about that, you know, but Kwanzaa is of such powerful significance that, you know, we have to keep unity in our thoughts first. You know, what do you think that you're about? What do you tell people that you're about? And then how do you express that and how does it show up in the results in your life? Uh, do you have family meetings? Um, do you have a time where your family says, let's go out together or let's sit down and, you know, read something together or watch something together? Are the elders in your family cared for, even if they're not living with you, if they're living alone or they're living in a, uh, a facility, is there people, are people going to see them and tell them that they're cared for and loved? Um, do your family members know that you have their back? Are you involved with supporting an organization? Um, if you see a, new, a young couple that's getting married, do you go to them and say, let me know what I can do, or here's what me and my husband can tell you that helps us. You know, unity is about caring for and helping other people, so there are many ways to do that year-round. Uh, second principle is kujijakalia, self-determination. And self-determination is about, you know, looking at ourselves and figuring out where, what kind of direction we're going to take, you know? Are we taking direction from our ancestors and the people who opened up the way for us by, um, you know, their sacrifices in life? And, you know, one of the ways that we can deal with Kudizakali uh, is by being informed about what type of media we look at and we use. For example, people who are tuning into WBAI have a really uh, resourceful thing in their lives that can help them to stay up to date with what's really true and what they're not going to hear otherwise. Self-determination means that you have to know your history. You have to have an informed aspect and look at where you are and what that means and what you can do to help other people. Um, looks at looks about, you know, what you call yourself, what kind of dialogue you have with other people to help them to stand up. And if you have children and younger people in your life, are you helping them to know who they are and see what that means in the world? Um, before I go any further, did you have any questions? Kathy, I don't want to <laughs> No, I think this is wonderful. And I think mm -hmm. once we're through the discussion, I want to go a little bit deeper if you have time into mm -hmm. where black people are today and how we can use these principles to navigate as a community forward. Right, 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 right. Okay, so I'm going to go quickly through the other one. The third principle is Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. And the way that we can do that is be more involved in our own stuff. Collective work means dealing with the issues that we have, the aspirations that we have, but involving other people and making ourselves available to other people so that we can be of assistance to that. So things are, you know, people have their various challenges and their own problems, but try to rise above and not just see it as, oh, that's my problem, I can't ask anybody, you know, or um, that's her problem, that's not my business. You know, that's not something that we want to be about in our community. So collective work and responsibility, there are lots of ways to do that. 
and you can speak up for other people. If you see abuse or a lack of situation, you can get folks together to help out. Ujamaa, which I said is today's principle, is um, cooperative economics. So what we need to do is support our own businesses. You know, we've talked about this for a long time, but the money, you know, that we make and working hard at jobs doesn't always stay in our community. Most of the time it goes to big box stores or people who come in and open up uh, businesses in our community, but they don't live there, you know, and they don't um, contribute otherwise to the benefit of that community. So Ujamaa means, you know, watching what you're buying, where you're buying it from. Um, if, if there are manufacturers who are disrespecting our community, those are not the people that you want to support, you know, and um, also being receptive and being kind to um, fellow business owners in our communities because they also have challenges that some other businesses don't have. So you don't just um, settle for a bad business and being treated badly, but you are, you know, have an open mind about it. Um, and one of the places I always mention when I talk about Ujamaa is International African Arts Festival, which has been going on for like 50 years now and brought people together where they can, you know, meet the public and sell their wares. Uh, next after that is NIA, which is purpose. And a purpose-driven year means that you take things personally. You know, you say, okay, what's going on in the world? What is that about me? Why am I here? How do I plan to make a difference? What do I think is something that I can offer? And you teach children to practice NIA by sharing their time and their talents and their resources and being happy about doing that. You know, I spend all the time on the phone, but, uh, you know, you may want to go and volunteer somewhere, but, you know, share, you know, what's near is about with uh, those who are in your family who are closest to you. And um, after that is Kaumba, which is creativity. And creativity is, uh, sometimes people just relate that to the arts, but we're being creative every day of our lives, the way that we think about things and our situations. We're creating the uh, dynamics or the limitations for ourselves. So have something to say that makes your work and your daily life fulfilling for you. You know, have something to say to others um, that does the same and support artists who are making a conscious decision to beautify and, you know, inform and inspire our community. Koeta uh, Kaumba is Imani, which is faith, which is the final principle. And faith is about, you know, doing all that we can to live what we say that we're about. You know, like be a visionary. You know, that's not that doesn't have to be like a really high, exalted thing. Being a visionary means look at your colleagues and your friends and your family, and rather than defining them by their circumstances, define them by their potential. You know, what you see about them that is um, that can benefit everyone and try and support that and you know demonstrate your faith in other people you know you can buy a, a textbook for somebody who's starting out in college you know you can um, watch someone's children so that they can go out on a date with their husbands you know faith just means that you believe in the people and then you make that something that shows up in your life oh that was excellent and um I'm hoping that you can stay a bit longer because I feel like there's so much to talk about with regard oh, yes, to this. I can. Excellent. Mm -hmm. I um because I've been thinking a lot about you know as I became um was given your book it was given to me by a friend who 
felt that, you know, this was something that was really important and I'm really, really, was really happy to be able to bring your work forward, not just in this book, but in everything that you're doing. When I look at the community that I'm from, which I identify as the black community, and I think about the cohesion that was with us in the early days of our uh, culture here in the Americas, even though there was this separation that was taking place, you know, the Jim Crow, and there was a lot of separation, communities were very cohesive. They supported each other. Everything was there. There were the businesses. There were the churches. There were the schools. And it was a very wholesome um way of living as I understood it until it came Mm -hmm. into the clash with the more expansive um, racial attacks that befell a lot of these communities and people were dispersed into ghettos primarily in the cities and people Mm -hmm. migrated from the north into the cities but through this whole process it seems like there was a real breakdown in um, continuity and being able to maintain what actually, I believe, came natural to all of us. And I see this celebration as a way of leading ourselves back into that collective wholeness as a community of people who have a unique history, but we, so that we can forge um, a magnificent future despite all of the craziness that's going on in the world. And just to bring in a little bit of the public um, events, or the, I saw some woman who was representing a certain country in the Middle East saying that somehow she decided, or it was decided that black youth in America was the biggest problem that they had. And that kind of struck me as a way of not just those that group of people, but people around the world recognizing the beauty and the brilliance that comes from our community. And when I and when I see the um, the whole world emulating our creativity um, and our style and our swag and whatever it is, but we're not benefiting from it. And I'm wondering if you could sort of feed into that thought a bit before going deeper into the celebration and the days. Okay, well, you said a lot of really <laughs> powerful stuff there. <laughs> I know. And I, no, I appreciate it. I just want to make sure I got the what you're asking me to do correctly. So the last thing you said was, can I do what? Say that again, please. Oh, I mean, um, just bring it together with your work and how we can shape a brilliant future despite the chaos that surround us. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, you know, one of the wonderful things about um, celebrating Kwanzaa is that we are looking back to our history and our culture and our tradition, you know, as a way for, um, I'm sorry, I was distracted, as a way to, um, keep our focus on what's important and what is going to help for growth and resources for our community. Because, you know, um, when Kwanzaa first came out, people said, oh, it's competing with Christmas and stuff like that, which was never the intent and has not happened. Mm-hmm. And since that time, there are a lot of people who were not initially celebrating, who are celebrating it because they see the value. So Kwanzaa is 
celebrating Kwanzaa is one way in which we look to and um, enhance and appreciate what came from our culture because we have such a rich culture, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we have, we have given things throughout the world. As a matter of fact, um, someone a few years ago, a reporter asked Dr. Karanga, said, well, we know that, you know, in, in um, public schools in New York City, um, the children all over the city who now uh, have to learn Kwanzaa when they learn about Hanukkah and Christmas and they, you have all of these uh, parents coming to school who have nothing to do with our culture and our race and they're celebrating Kwanzaa. And they're celebrating Kwanzaa in China and stuff like that. He said, well, what do you think about this? Didn't you just create this for the, you know, people of African descent? And Dr. Karanga's answer was that, he said, well, you know, Africa has always contributed to the world, you know? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, when it comes to moral and ethnic change, when it comes to all kinds of advances, Africa has always been in, in the forefront. You know, it's not publicized among a number of people. But we know that that's the case. So he said, so when I, when this, when I first created this, you know, I kind of figured that at one point in time, people would see the value and that it would spread. So he says, I don't find anything, um, you know, unfortunate about that. I think that's helpful. So I think that we need to uh, focus on our culture. I think that we need to respect ourselves and what we can bring and respect one another. Because oftentimes, you know, people think, oh, well, you know, I'm, uh, I, I need a lawyer, but I'm going to get, you know, a certain type of lawyer of a certain race will have you because I'm not really sure about these other people. What does that say about, you know, what you really think about not only the people who look like you but of yourself and what, you know, your children are watching you and listening to, your grandchildren, you know, what kind of message are you bringing forward? So I think we need to cherish and honor that that we have is available to us and consider ourselves blessed to have these things. I think we need to focus on... You know, you remember what the sisters are, Sister Kathy? No. Yeah, that's what those people would put their money together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's something that um, people in our community have done for a long time, like all over the world. And that's something that really helped people. People were able to save money to put their kids to school or, you know, purchase a mortgage for their home. That type of thing, through being part of a sister. You know, so people can look that up and see what that is. But um, it's basically, you know, a way to support one another economically. Um, we can help one another just by being aware of um, what's needed, what's going on, what's being said to us and talk to you about us. Because, you know, I, I'm i an elder at this point in my life, but when I was a younger person, I was, you know, considered myself to be revolutionary and fighting and stuff. But there was a lot of energy around me that was helpful. These days, when you turn on the media, mostly what you see is a lot of hate, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, of course, if you are tuned to where you should be, what you should be watching on television, where you, what you should be listening to on the radio, then you're not in that situation. But a lot of people, a lot of black families, aren't, they don't have that information. So we need to help share people, give them books to read, suggest, oh, have you ever listened to WBAI? Oh, have you ever, you know, watched the show on TV? So people can have more of a expanded view of what's happening otherwise they will internalize you know mm-hmm. all of this negativity that's coming and we can we can't um we can't move on that way that's a couple of things that came to mind um, yeah that's that's really wonderful and you remind me of i think there was something on i don't i'm not on TikTok tiktok and you know those kind of social media very much like you i'm a mm-hmm. little bit on the other side of 
in terms of the age uh, range, but I remember there was not too long ago something happening called the sister train or something like that, where mm-hmm. they they just kept boosting each other because they found that they couldn't compete and the algorithm was such that they mm-hmm. didn't get recommended to each other. And so they decided to start boosting each other until they became a phenomenon and was at the top of the ratings on that particular platform because they took the initiative to boost each other and to promote each other's businesses and to talk about what they were doing as a way of helping each other. And then when you delve into the stories, you'll see that some of the women were like, you know, this really saved my life. I was struggling. You know, I have a, mm. I have children. I was about to have to give up my business. And they just kept helping each other and helping each other until they became, um, reached that level where they didn't have to depend anymore on the mm. algorithms of the platform. And that was something that people can do that's very easy. Absolutely. Instead of getting on there and tearing people down, let's get on those social medias and build people up and uh, assist people, find people who are out there struggling, like you said, with their business and promote mm-hmm. it. You know, you know, go there and, uh, you know, shop there. Spend your money in those businesses so that there can be uh, a high level of survival. And I, as you were saying, and part of what I was speaking in the beginning was, is that, even though, you know, we're using the traditions of Africa and bringing it back through, I think those traditions were very much alive in mm-hmm. uh, black communities in the early parts of this country, following um, the, um, I can't help getting political, it's just my nature, but, you know, oh, fo- no. <laughs> following, you know, the dissemination, I mean, the the um, destruction of the Native and Aboriginal peoples, and then mm-hmm. um, bringing on the slavery, and then after slavery, and through those processes, so much of us, of what we are, were torn apart. But it's it's the point that I wanted to bring up, cross is that even though we may have been torn apart through the ages because of these um, terrible things that were committed against our communities, we each have that. It's sort of like, and then all we have to do is come back together within ourselves, bring the pieces Mm -hmm. together, and as our communities bringing the pieces together, and we can, through that process, ultimately flourish not even thinking about, not just because, you know, the world may be breaking down in certain ways, the economies may be breaking down in certain ways, but we can, through that support of each other, rise above that. When we look at um, the politics and how much the, the political parties depend on black people to support them, when we look at businesses mm-hmm. that depend on black people to support them. So we're actually, in many ways, if we don't do this unified thing, keeping the oppressive system in place, the very system. But Absolutely. if we can turn our economics towards each other and our humanity and respect, to each other, then mm-hmm. that creates um, 
a beautiful upliftment in a world whether it's crumbling around us or not and I think that's one of the things that really inspires me about your work it's easy to talk about it but you're actually yeah. offering the tools oh thank you sister yeah you're yeah, actually can... offering that and I think that's wonderful I think everyone should not wait till next year people should be looking for this book now and saying how am I gonna how am I gonna make my year different how am I going Absolutely. to infuse these principles in my family so that by the next time Kwanzaa comes around, we're we're going to be straight with a lot of things. And so I just yeah. wanted to say people can go to Kensington Press, kensingtonbooks.com to find out more about Kwanzaa from holiday to every day and check it out. And I also, and I also give out a website that I have that people can, can Absolutely, go to. please do. Okay, it's uh, KwanzaaEverydayBook.com, and Kwanzaa is spelled K-W-A-N-Z-A-A, and it's EverydayBook.com. So that's, of course, it's a website address, so it's all one one thing together, KwanzaaEverydayBook.com. And therefore, there's information there with the book and how to get the book. There's also um, some tips, and I'm going to be communicating with people and giving more insight, you know, because I've done that before, but I'd like to do that again because it's really important. More than ever right now. Mm. And you said it was no. Kwanzaa Everyday Books dot, what was it? Or- Kwanzaa Everyday Book, singular. Kwanzaa Everyday Book. I'm sorry, I left out something. Thank you. I'm glad you asked me that. Kwanzaa Everyday hyphen book dot com. Okay, hyphen books dot com. Kwanzaa Everyday. No, no, but it's not book, but it's not books. It's a singular book. Okay. If it doesn't work with the with the hyphen, just do it without the hyphen. I think it works both ways. KwanzaaEverydayBook.com. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's my confusion. KwanzaaEverydayBook.com. KwanzaaEverydayBook.com. And people can connect with the teachings that you're offering. But also, I'm, I'm thinking maybe even connect with whatever support systems you might have and tips you might have and... Um, begin to work to build this community of self-transformation, elevation, and cohesion. I think that's really, really important. And I know that it's very important. And I know that a lot of people sometimes, because we have a very diverse audience, people will say, well, what about us? And I'm not too worried about that because I can't think of anything that, the black community has not has produced that has not been mm-hmm. taken up by other people. I mean, if you look <laughs> at the hip hop community, it's global now. When mm-hmm. when it was just kids in the ghetto on the street corners, it was frowned upon. It became revolutionary mm-hmm. in tone, and even mm-hmm. though it had some complications with that, it people embrace it across the world so i feel confident that whatever it is that the black community does to uplift itself will be Mm -hmm. copied and duplicated and the whole world will benefit so i'm not really concerned so much about that my concern is how to support um my individual, my real life family, my brothers and my aunts and uncles and cousins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that just keeps extending. And to be able to bring all that back together to me is a very beautiful prospect. And it's happening. It's it's going on. But this is a well, way to really boost it. 
you've been doing this for a while, Sister Kathy, supporting the community and, you know, making what learning you have available, you know, mm-hmm. available to all of the interested. So that's, you You know, you're an example of what we need to be doing, you know, having some belief and some passion in what you know and what you think will be beneficial and then sharing that, mm-hmm. you know. So I I hope people keep listening to you, too. And I just got a, um, a text message here from the person who did the website for me. There is no hyphen in the website. I apologize. This is QuantEverydayBook.com. Okay. I really, appreciate, <laughs> really, <laughs> I really appreciate you having me on, sis. Is there anything else you want to ask me? Or? Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm very satisfied with your having um, shared this gift that you're bringing to all of the world, I would say. And I want to um, thank you for being here. If you have something more to share, please do. Um, no, I just want to say, uh, well, one thing about the book, um, aside from the ideas, I think there are, there are a number of ideas. Um, I interviewed the woman who had the very first Kwanzaa in her living room in California in 1966. I found her uh, through her son and got to talk to her. So her, my conversation with her is in the book. Um, I mentioned people like Deepu Ayusi, uh, Hakim Asabusi, people who have helped to build the community based on the seven principles. Not to say that that's always what they had in mind when they were doing it, but how that worked out. There are recipes and songs in there, and there's a great list of music that you can uh, either listen to when you're doing Kwanzaa, you know, celebrations, or that you can give us gifts, music, books, books for kids. So there's a lot in there that, you know, I think people would enjoy. And that can serve you year-round. If you have birthday gifts you're looking for, you find some good black books for kids and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I hope people will check it out. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. And thank you and very, very much. Some holiday to every day. Thank mm-hmm. you. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. And I'm going to play just a little bit more music for you as we go forward. If you want to call in and join the program, the number is 212-209-2877, And let us know what you're doing revolutionary in your life, what you're doing, how you're celebrating the solstice, which is also another very important celebration, bringing us into a new era, really, this time around. Um, do you celebrate the holidays? Do you not? And what is uh, what are you looking to accomplish in the coming year? So please do join us, 212-209-2877.
Hello, you're on the air. Yes, peace and blessings to the listening family at WBAI, Forrest Nance, Grown Folks Talk and Express Yourself Progressive Podcast Network. I would just like to say to Sister Catherine Davis, I've been listening to her for quite some time, and I would like to wish the sister peace and blessings to her and her family, and also um, happy, happy New Year to everyone listening. And I would just like to say, to piggyback off, the, off what the dear sister has said, I learned about Kawaita and also the seven principles in Gusu Saba of Kwanzaa. When I was 15, my father put me in, uh, I know everyone, everyone who is historically uh, um, conscious remembers uh, uh, Mary Baraka. I was uh, a student of his at 15 years of age, and he taught me about the seven principles, which I can still name to this day, the seven principles. And I met when I was 15 because uh, Mary Baraka and Milana Karenga joined at the hip back in the early 70s. So um, I just want to put out there that now I, I host my own podcast, and we have an abundance of shows, and um, I don't know if I can give out my .com, my dear sister Catherine. But yeah, yeah, you go right ahead. Okay. If anybody is interested in uh, coming into a very progressive network, it is grown, G-R-O-W-N, folk, F-O-L-K, dot com. And the call the number is 520-525-8633. Open seven days a week, and we have shows that are of various interest and impactful. So I just wanted to say thank you. I'm going to hold you up because um, I celebrate Kwanzaa every year from the time I was 15 and now I'm 66 and I'll be 67, April of 2024. Sister, Sister Catherine Davis, please keep on doing what you're doing because you do a wonderful job. Sister. Oh, thank you so much. And before you go, you know, I'm a little bit, uh, my brain doesn't quite get the, the letters right. So could you give that website and phone number again just to make sure we got it? Yes, ma'am. Grown, as you are grown, G-R-O-W-N, folk, F, as in Frank, O-L-K, grown folk, talking, T-A-L-K-I-N, leave the G off, dot com. That's our website. has the itinerary of all our shows. Call the number 520 Three, three. And I'm your host, Mr. Forrest Nan, CEO of the network. Thank you, Sister Catherine Davis. Very Appreciate good. Thank you, you so much. much. Have, a, have a wonderful day and an even more wonderful New Year. And Thank to the you. listeners also at WBAI. Excellent. Thank you so much. And let's go to our next caller. Hi, you're on the air. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Um, you have to speak up, though. I can okay, barely can hear you. Can better now? Yeah, speak up as much okay, as you great. can. Uh, I would like to say that you had mentioned in regards to hip-hop something that's extremely important that we should look at. You know, uh, I am in the or lived in the time of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad when he was asking for five states uh, for land uh, so that we as a people could basically practice, know, learn, teach our people their culture, their history without, uh, shall we say, the interpretation of our history by others. And you had mentioned hip-hop and how the world has profited from it. Every continent, every group of people 
claim hip-hop now. And yet the people who created hip-hop, they have very little. And those who do have a little more paid a great price because, in my humble opinion, they were used as tools to basically keep and spread the hip-hop, shall we say, innovation trend and then at a particular time, which is now, to destroy it so that they can reclaim it under their guise. I've heard people say, we created hip-hop and we did this and we did that, and they were so far from the truth that it is, it, it's more than ridiculous, which leads me to this point. Perhaps we as a people should take and encourage our churches, our mosques, our wherever we congregate to basically set aside not only Kwanzaa, and knowing the principles, how it was created, and not make it a commercial, which it is becoming slowly, uh, event where people go out and buy from the uh, stores certain uh, products that they think would be nice. But we would study the principles and understand why it is important for us as a people, if we claim to have culture, We must know what the culture is. We must have a language. We must know what it is. Because any other group, if I went, if I wanted to find Chinatown in any uh, part of Pennsylvania, if any part of even uh, southern uh, states, I can find a Chinatown. But can you come? The only place that we had was Harlem that I know that I grew up in. And today, that no longer exists. Yeah, I so was the yeah, I, I, is being taken away. I, I was and, um, just thinking that. Um, yeah, there probably is a black community in every city um, and town and countryside. But you're right; gentrification has dispersed that, like so much else um, has been dispersed and exploited. So I, I totally get what you're talking about. So, you see, we study the history of a people, but we don't study our, his story. We have a story, and we do not, we we speak and we pray and we do everything. What's going on in Gaza? What's going on in Burkina Faso, uh, Mali, Nigeria, Kenya? That is what we should be linking up and understanding the reasons why certain things are happening. If Mm -hmm. we don't, the most richest continent in the world will will be recolonized. Uh. Will be recolonized, and that will be the end. So those who are say, oh, I'm African, I came, I was born in Africa, okay? You won't. You can say that, but it won't be your continent. It won't be your home. Mm-hmm. So I think that in starting and and to answer one question, I have been personally trying to maintain the relationship of supporting our businesses, and I have suffered greatly. 
if I need work on my home, if I need work on my on my any machine that I may have. I'm trying to find businesses that are black owned. I live in an area in which one hundred and fifty million dollars bond and I fought for black involvement, not minority, black Africans, black Africans born here. Mm -hmm. And yet, we have to pay that bill. We're paying it now. And not one company that's truly black has benefited from it. Yeah, and this is going on and on. So we need to. I mean, it's beautiful to talk about the manger and all of that. That's beautiful. Let's talk about the economics. Let's study the works of Dr. Claude Anderson. All right, Black Power. Uh, 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 blue pages for for uh, what is it? Black Power. Uh, we need to read books that teach us how we are being undermined where people come in and steal from us yeah there's a brother moses west who has an invention which takes hot air and turns it into pure water that's cleaner than the water that's pumped from the ground here he took it to flint michigan the u.s army has something to do with it now it either i don't know what the connection is but Gaza, Africa, countries that need clear water and have the hot air, why aren't those machines introduced to the brothers and sisters there? Moses West, that is his name, and he's alive. Well, and we don't hear anything about this. And we need to protect him because absolutely. <laughs> we need to protect him, but the question is, his machines are used by the U.S. Army because the Army is all over, <clears throat> pardon me, all over Africa, the continent, and they drink water. Wow. Now, question, what machine are they using to get their water? That's very... And Niger, Niger, <clears throat> and, and, and Burkina Faso, and all of the countries that need this machine. The brother is not a millionaire who has stolen his product. Well, that's, who has the rights on his product? That's a good Just question. Like, that's a very good question. Who has the rights on the artists that made hip-hop music? The artists such as Prince, the artists such as Aretha Franklin, even Sam Cooke, who everyone speaks of, who owns the rights to his music. I get what you're saying. I'm running out of time. I, I understand you your outrage. <laughs> thank have you. a blessed day, my sister. And to all my brothers and sisters, happy Kwanzaa, but study. Thank you. Very intense, very intense, um, but true. Absolutely true. And I see your call. We have a few moments. Hello? Turn off your radio if you want to respond. Hello? Yes, yeah. I am. I just tuned in. I want to thank you for the program. I'm also a person who is trying to stay track of the Kwanzaa uh, principles. 
Hello? Yes. Hello? Yes, you're, I'm hearing you. Hi. I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. First, I want to say, as a, as a listener, we must uh, keep our lines open and allow everybody, give everybody an opportunity to speak. Mm-hmm. I know that people speak from their heart, but we can't take a long period of time. One person can't do that. We have to be conscious of that. That's the first thing. And I am also a person, I'm a black person, and I am also following the principles of Kwanzaa. It is, they are principles that everyone of every race, nationality, and proclivity could follow and can follow and be, find themselves successful. I am focusing, yes, on my family, but I'm also focusing on the family of humanity. The, all of our wealth is being stolen by a small percentage of people, and we're going to all have to pull together and figure out how we're going to regain our wealth our freedom and our opportunities. Um, so, if you, for the brothers and sisters who are who are black as I am, please look at the ones principle. They are well thought out and really geared towards success and winning. And yes, as the sister said before, whatever family you belong to, it's your responsibility to make sure that your family learns what is needed in order for you to succeed and prosper. Right. And with that, I will close. I, I thank you so much, Catherine. You're an excellent, excellent producer, and I greatly appreciate the wealth that you will give to us. And I love and appreciate all of us. Thank you. Thank you very much for that call. I, I agree. I think the information is for everyone, and everyone will receive it. But it's also important to give voice to those who have been expressing a level of frustration over what has transpired and and the, I, I feel that you know some of the callers that the energy is is trying to wake people up kind like taking people by the collar and shaking them and say you got to do this you got to do this you can't just sleep on it all so everyone has a different way of expressing I tend to be very quiet my expression other people are very vigorous in their expression but i don't judge either way of being because we're all working towards the common good so i thank you for all your calls than the sun Yeah, the bonnie boat was one as we sail into the mystic Heart now hear the sailors cry Smell the sea and feel the sky Let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic And where that foghorn blows I will be coming home Mm. And when the foghorn blows I want to hear it I don't have to fear and I 
like way back in the days of old And magnificently we will fold Into the mistake You know I will be coming home And when that foghorn whistle blows I gotta hear it I don't have to fear it And I wanna rock on Jeffrey's soul Just like way back in the days of old And together we will fold Until the best day 